Hello Life Changes Church, welcome to our YouTube channel. We have got an amazing word prepared for you, so why don't you take out your notebook and your pen as we get ready to listen to what God has for us. Jay preached uh, last week and he preached an incredible preach, so if you haven't listened to it, go on our YouTube, uh, go take a watch, take a listen, but basically he preached about the church and what the church is. And firstly he said that the church is a family, that we are a group of believers and we do life with one another, that we are supposed to be called to the gathering of the saints, that we are supposed to be in one another's lives, why? For God's glory and to further the kingdom of God. He also said that we are an army. We're not just here to attend church on Sunday, but there is a mission that we want to see other people encounter his goodness and his grace and so that we can show how good Jesus is through our lives. And we need to know that we are a part of God's army. If you are here tonight, we are a part of his army. And so there is a mission there. We are also called a, a part of his field, that we are sowing into his field, that this isn't just a building with four walls. This is his field, and we are supposed to sow into his kingdom. It's also a hospital where the broken can find healing and restoration and fullness in Jesus Christ. And then lastly, it's his bride, that Jesus is coming back for his bride, you and me. And that actually, how are we going to present his bride? Will we present his bride in splendor and majesty? Or will we present his bride beaten and bruised, but actually will we have a heart that we want to say we want to live for Jesus Christ? And so on the back of that preach, that got me thinking is, what is my role in that? What is my purpose in this story called Life Changes Church? And I, and I was thinking, and I've always asked this question, what is my purpose in life? I went to university, and I spent 120,000 rand on humanities degree to figure that out, and they were just as confused as I was. So that was a great, uh, great investment there. Thanks, parents. I appreciate that. Um, but I always ask, what is my purpose in life? And while we were uh, going through the Psalms, my wife and I this week, uh, I got to this verse in Psalm 31, and it says this. For your sake, you lead me and guide me for your name's sake. And tonight, I want to speak about the for the sake of his name. And that's my title, my preach, for the fame of his name. That actually we're here for a purpose in life. We are here for a plan, and it is for God's name, to bring glory to his name. And so you may be asking, so how do I fit in here? Well, the world will tell you one picture, but the Bible tells us another picture. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 to 20, it says this. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. The Bible presents one picture, that we are not our own. You were created by God, and you were created for God, for His glory. You are not your own. But the world has a very different picture. The world says that you can be what you want, you can do what you want, and you can do it with whom you want. You are the master of your own destiny. You live for your own pleasure. The philosopher Plato says this, that actually our soul is a chariot tied to two opposing horses. One horse is our good side, our pure side, our honorable side, but the other horse is our selfish desire, just living for ourselves, and the horses are always pulling in the opposite direction. The father of modern economics, Alexander Smith says this, Adam Smith says this, every man is no doubt by nature first and principally recommended to his own care. And as he is fitted to take care of himself than of any other person, it is fit and right that it should be so. This is different to the gospel. See, the world says that we live for our own way. We live for our own name. But the gospel says, no, we live for someone else's name, and his name is God. 
And this is this picture that we are in a wrestling match between these two ways of living. That either we live for the fame of our own name, or we are living for the fame of his name, and there's no in-between. And so as his bride, as the church, we need to know that, that we live for the sake of his name. And this phrase is used almost 15 times in the Old Testament. And it doesn't just mean living for God, because we can say that we live for God, yet on a Monday to Friday, we're never praying, we're never seeking His presence, we're never seeking His ways in our life. But when we say that we live for the sake of His name, God is actually directing something to a higher standard in our lives, that there's something deeper and more profound here. And it's something which has captured my heart. Why? Because we are called to bring God glory. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, you're not just living for yourself or just going through the motions. You are called to bring God glory. It's not an action that you choose to take. It is by your design. You were created for God and by God. You are a son and daughter of God, and you need to know that you are supposed to reflect Him in each and every moment of your life. And so when we say we live for the sake of His name, it's not a living for something. It's a living from something. We live from the promises that he has already done in fulfillment in our lives. We live from his signs and wonders. We live from knowing him. We live from his grace and from his goodness towards eternity. So we're living from eternity, not for eternity. We know that we are in his hands, that he has chosen us, that he has called us, that he has a purpose and a plan for us. And all we have to do is live for his name. See, the Lord chooses to glorify His name by proclaiming it over us as His people. You are chosen. You are called. If you are here tonight and part of the church, part of His bride, part of His army, you are called and you are chosen for His name. And He will pour out His power and His strength inside of you through His Spirit. And what He starts, He will finish and He will sustain. And so know that you are in His hands. See, God in heaven proclaims his name over us. It shows that we were created by God and for God for his glory. And so the name of God is God's revelation of his character to us. The name of God is his revelation of how good he is, of what he is like. And so if you spend time with your father, your earthly father, you get to know how he acts, what he is like, what he doesn't or does not like. And so as the more we spend time with our God and the more we get into his word and find out about his ways, the more we will understand who he is. In the phrase, for the sake of God's name, it essentially is synonymous with his praise and with his glory. So if we say we live for his namesake, we are living for his praise and his glory. Now, how often do we do this in our daily lives? We get up thinking, I'm going to live for his praise and for his glory today. But that's the standard on which he places over us. God's great, great name can be glorified or can be profaned. God's name can be profaned or glorified, depending on whether we live for his praise or his glory. And God's works for, God works for both his glory and our good. Romans says that he works all things for the good of those who love him according to his will and his purposes. He works for his glory and our good, not just for our joy or for our happiness. And in our prayers, we should appeal to God, reminding him of what he cannot forget, to do all things for the glory and the praise of his name, because it's not about us, it's about him. He wants the glory, he wants the praise, and he is the one who will sustain that journey. See, there is a way in which God wants to be known in our lives. 
It is our design as children to reflect Him in each and every moment. And so we are in this wrestling match between living for our own name or living for His name. There is a wrestling match, and it's a royal rumble where the enemy will keep on sending in things to distract us from that purpose. But He wants us to live for His name. In Isaiah 49, it says this, For my own namesake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you, so as not to destroy you completely. See, I have refined you, though not as silver, I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. God does not want to let his, yield his glory to another in your life. Listen to me, Jacob. Israel, whom I have called, I am he, I am the first, and I am the last. My own hand laid the foundations of the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I summon them, they all stand up together. See, God gives glory to himself for his eternal purposes. We will face afflictions, we will face trials, but it's all for his purpose. And he can do this because he is the one true God. He is the God of all glory, he is the God of all eternity, and he is the God who created you. And so my question tonight is, whose name are we living for to make famous? Is it our own name, this wrestling match, or is it his name? See, in his name, there is grace for his people. In his name, there is restoration and healing. In his name, there is peace. In his name, there is provision. In his name, there are all these things. It's not in our own names or our own abilities or our own disqualifications that our future rests. It's in his name. And so we need to know as his people, we are to bear his name. And there is power and grace in that. And a name reveals one's identity. And by knowing the name of God, we know his character and his goodness and his ways. We know that the Lord's names, there are various ones, but Al Shaddai is Lord God Almighty. Jehovah Nisi is the Lord my banner. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the God of healing. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of power. Do you know those names? Why? Because he is proclaiming those names over your life. That he is your peace. He is your provider. He is your power. He is your banner. We live by a different name, Life Changes Church. Not by the brand Life Changes, no, by his name as sons and daughters of the living God. And he pours out his power and he pours out his strength in our lives. Whose name are you living for? See, God is wanting his name to be known across eternity. He wants the glory. Will he get the glory from your story? Whose name are we living for? It's all for the sake of his name. It says this in Psalm 109. Yet he saved them for his namesake, that he might make known his mighty power. Psalm 109. But you, O God, my Lord, deal on my behalf for your namesake. Because your steadfast love is good, deliver me. He saves us for his namesake. He saves you. Not because you deserved it or you have or haven't done something because of his glory and his goodness, because of who he is. He cannot deny himself. And so it doesn't depend on you. It depends on him. He saves you for his namesake. He deals on our behalf for his namesake so that his power may be known. He wants his power to be known in your life. 
If you are struggling with fear and anxiety tonight, know that there is power in His mighty name, that He is the Lord of peace. He wants His power to be made known in your life. You can draw near to Him. You can trust in Him. You can have faith in Him. He will not put your hope to shame because He cannot deny Himself. There is power in His name. It's never been about us or our abilities or our disqualifications. It has always been about Him. And He is shouting over you, you are mine. And He wants to get the glory from your story this evening. See, your life, your finances, your family, your health are all in His hands and exist for His glory. Your thought lives, what you do in private, exist for His glory. How you love people, how you care for people, how you pay your employees, exist for His glory. It's all for His namesake. It's all to give Him honor and praise in each and every moment. And maybe you feel distant from Him and far from Him. He still wants the glory in your story. He still is pouring out His grace and His power. And so know that you are in His hands. It's not about you. You do not need to fear about your finances or provision for your family or what you are going to do in your life or what your purpose is. It is in His hands. Why? Because it's not about us. It's about His name. And He is going to get the glory. It says this in 1 Samuel verse 12, 12 verse 22. For the Lord will not forsake His people for His great namesake because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. The Lord will not forsake you. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. The Lord is pleased to choose you. He delights in choosing you. He wants to know you and be known by you. It pleased the Lord to call you his own. You are his. No one else's, not your circumstances, not your feelings, not your desires, not anything that anyone has spoken over you. You are His and His alone. You exist for His name. And the Lord makes you His people. We don't make ourselves His people. He makes us His people. And He pours out His Spirit inside of us. Why? So that other, He can get the glory through our lives, so that others can encounter His grace and His goodness. And His name is proclaimed. And so we need to know that we live for his name. Psalm 23, one of our favorite psalms, I shall not want. He makes me uh, lie uh, in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. It says this, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He restores your soul. Why? So that he can get the glory. He leads you. Do you believe that you are led by God, not by your own desires or feelings, but by Him, for His glory, for His name? See, the presence of God will always be there. His promises will never fail. Why? Because He wants to get the glory. God's great name is linked to His glory. The word glory means distinguished honor or praise or pouring out of adoration. See, to live for his glory, for his namesake, it means to live in such a way that we give him adoration and praise in each and every moment of our lives. How we deal with our spouse shows how we give God glory. How we deal with our finances shows how we give God glory and how we live for his name. He wants to be exalted in our lives. Will we give him the glory that he deserves? See, there's a promise here. It brings him glory to keep his promises. If he ever failed to keep a promise, he would either be a liar or a weakling, and he is neither. 
If he failed to keep his promises, he would be a liar or a weakling, and God is neither. He is faithful. The word says, even when we are faithless, he is faithful. And so do we trust in him? When we glorify God, we are blessed. We are doing that which we, which we were created for. We are finding our rightful place in the universe. Glorifying God is not just acting in his namesake. It is being who we were created to be. It includes singing and praying on a Sunday, but it's so much more than that. It is each and every moment of our lives for his glory. And so again, whose name are we living to make famous? Is it our own name or is it his name? Because if we look at the Bible time and time again, the Israelites failed. The Israelites fell short of his glory. The Israelites forsook God for other idols, for other things, for their own status, for their own comforts, for their own joy. They, made, they worshiped foreign gods and they created other idols. It says this in Ezekiel 20 verse 22, but I withheld my hand and acted for the sake of my name that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. God's name can be profaned or it can be glorified. We need to know that. Every time that we act towards our sinful desires and towards the flesh, we profane God's name. Every time we go towards smallness and our own comforts and our own joy, we profane God's name. But he's calling us to a higher standard. He wants to get the glory in your story. And he is the one who will sustain this journey. Because he goes on to say this in Ezekiel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I deal with you for my name's sake, not according to your evil ways, nor according to your corrupt deeds, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. See, God also gets the glory when he bestows grace and mercy. And there is grace and mercy on offer to each and every one of us. It's not about us. It's not about what we do or haven't done. It's about who he is. He is a merciful God. He is a gracious God. He is the God of everlasting love and joy, and he wants you to know him. He wants you to know him and be known by him. Because my heart is just like the Israelites. Time and time again, I have gone to temptations and pleasures and been bent by pressures and not stood for his namesake. Time and time again, but again, he pours out his grace and he pours out his goodness and we live as sons and daughters, knowing that we are called and chosen by him and that he delights in us. He wants to get the glory for, from our story. So where does our glory end and where does his glory begin? What does living for our own namesake look like? Well, it looks like malformation. It looks like just living for our own desires, the American dream, which is now the South African dream and every other country's dream, that we live for our own pleasures, our own esteem, our own status, our own joy, our own wealth, and that's not how we were created. We were created to live for his pleasure, for his joy, for his name. So if malformation doesn't work, then let's do moderation, everything in moderation, and we need to have balance in life. We need to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But moderation is just compromise when it comes to God. Because there's only two ways to live. We're either living for our own name or for his name. So then, okay, well, let's try meditation. So we need to meditate on good things, on holy things. But if we're not careful, we'll just meditate to ourselves and that will only lead to chaos and death. 
Okay, so let's try motivation. Okay, but motivation is temporary, and sometimes it doesn't even get us out of the house to church. All these things don't work. So we need mediation. We need some help. Now we're getting somewhere. We need a Savior, and His name is Jesus Christ. And so what does our mediator say? Well, that leads to mortification. Die to self. The old has gone, and the new has come. You are a new creation. I have poured my spirit in you. You were crucified with Christ. And you have all power and all authority under the heavens. You are a new creation. You can live a different life. You can say no to sin. You have the power to say no to sin and live for his name. Why? Because Jesus lives inside of us and we live inside of Jesus. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus Christ, and it's on offer to each and every one of us. We can live for His name, and we need to know that not living for His name will lead to sin and death. So whose name are we living to make famous? Ours or His? And it's going to involve tricky situations and conversations with friends and family. And I will never forget that I sat before a friend and he begged me, begged me, begged me to bring him to church. But I wasn't in a place where I was drawing close to God or believing in his grace and his goodness. And I couldn't believe that this guy would ever come right, that he was too far gone. He was an alcoholic, partying every weekend and almost drinking himself to near, near death. And I could not believe that he would ever encounter God. He was the friend that I said would never come to church. And as he begged me, I just brushed him off. I said, he's not serious. And this guy eventually got invited by another friend of mine. And I saw this man change before my eyes and encountered God's grace. And he encountered God's goodness. And he was baptized here. And he found grace here and freedom here and found a wife here. But it wasn't because of me it was because of someone else stepping out in faith, living for his namesake. God will get the glory, but will you get the glory from your story? And it's led me to have other tough conversations with friends who I know are leaders in this house and are living in sin and are sleeping together. And I've had to sit with my friends and I've had to challenge in love and grace. Why? Because I'm not living for my own name. I'm living for his namesake. And there's an eternal purpose. And either we believe in the gospel that sin will lead to death and chaos or we believe in the good news of Jesus Christ that he has saved us and there is a purpose and plan for each and every one of us. Are we living for his namesake? It looks like something in our lives, Life Changes Church. We are called to be a city on a hill. We are called to show the world and reflect how good Jesus is. See, the enemy wants us to live for our own name. The first thing he's, the enemy says, did God really say? The enemy wants us to live for our own way, for our own fame, for our own desires, for our own joy. Why? Because that's keeping us away from the plans and purposes of God. There's a wrestling match, life changes church. There's a wrestling match between living for our own name or living for God's name. And we can look at this in the wrestling match in the Bible. In Genesis 32, Jacob is in a wrestling match with God. And it says this, so Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. 
When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, which means deceiver, but Israel, which means governed by God, because you have struggled with God and with humans and overcome. There is a wrestling match. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, I saw, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. Why does an all-knowing and all-powerful God ask Jacob what his name is? Because he's asking Jacob if he knows his name and whose name he lives for. And Jacob realizes this and asks God, what is your name? And says he wants to see God face to face. Do you want to see God face to face? Do you want to encounter the presence of God in your life just by living for his namesake? See, no longer is Jacob known by his conniving and deceiving ways. He's known by God, the man who is governed by God, who will live for his namesake. And it's because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. We are in a wrestling match between the world with humans and with God, living for his name. There is a wrestling match, Life Changes Church. See, we can't live with one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the world. It doesn't work. We cannot serve God and we cannot serve ourselves. The Bible says we cannot serve two masters. Whose name are we living to make famous? From here on out, will you live your days to make the name of the Lord famous? Having the power and the grace not to succumb to temptations or trials or sinful desires, but to live for his name. Not working to make him in our image, but rather making ourselves in his image. We do not mold him. He molds us. Will we respond to his grace and his goodness? Will we want to know the name of God just as Jacob desired to know his name? Will we be a people who wrestle with God and wrestle with the world and overcome just like Jacob and be known as ones who are governed by God? That's the promise of the gospel. It's on offer for every one of us. Because there was another young man who had a name, and he was in a wrestling match, and he was part of Alexander the Great's army. And Alexander the Great was one of the greatest generals ever to live. But this man did not live up to his name. In this amazing battle, he fled, and he deserted the army's ranks. He deserted them, and he caused chaos in small towns, and he caused complete, complete chaos. And he did not fight for Alexander the Great, and he was so afraid that he deserted them. And so Alexander the Great eventually found out who this man was, and he brought him before him. And this man was trembling. He was fearful. Why? Because he knew there would be punishment for deserting the fight. And Alexander the Great got this man before him, and he asked why did you run? And he said, because I was afraid, because I was going to get killed. And what was Alexander the Great's response? He said, what is your name? And that young man knew exactly what was coming. 
because his name was also Alexander. And he had to go before him and he said, my name's Alexander. And Alexander the Great got a little bit bigger and said, what is your name? Alexander, what is your name? Alexander, what is your name? And Alexander knew what, the, what Alexander the Great was calling him, that actually he was to live to a higher standard, that his name had defamed the great king's name. And Alexander the Great got up and said, either you change your ways or you change your name. And with mercy and with grace, he let that young man depart, never to cause chaos or be in rebellion again. God is calling us either to change our ways or to change our name. There is a higher calling as his church. We are called to live for his namesake. Life Changes Church, will we respond to this? Whose name are we living to make famous? See, throughout all the ages and all the stages of life, he has been faithful to consistently reveal himself and his goodness to us. The glorious Father sent the glorious Son who voluntarily humbled himself on a cross so that he could glorify the Father. Psalm 79 says this, Help us, O God, our salvation for the glory of your name. Deliver us and atone for our sins for your namesake. 1 John 2 verse 12 says, I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. In saving a people for himself, God displays his grace, and by displaying his grace, he brings glory to himself. What are we living for? Whose name are we living for? What in your life do you need to let go of in order to say yes to the promises and ways of God? What do you need to say yes to to walk in the core and the purpose and the plan that God has for your life? Because there's a higher standard. It's for His name's sake. And He is proclaiming His name over you this evening. Either change your name or change your ways. See, the meaning of life now, the purpose of life now, is not comfort in this world now, nor escape from suffering now, now, nor the avoidance of loss now, nor the maximizing of physical pleasures now, nor the amassing of riches now, nor the achievement of any fame now, nor the right to any health now. It's all for His name. Our purpose is to live in such a way that we show the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ in our lives. That if we had not lived, the world would be worse off for it. Why? Because they would not have seen the Father through us. He has made known Himself to humanity and He's echoing His goodness and His grace over each and every one of our lives. Will we respond to it this evening? See, just as with Jacob, there's a wrestling match going on. We can either live for his name or we can live for our name. And so again, whose name are we living to make famous? But God is the one who is faithful and God is the one who had a plan from the beginning. In Revelation 22 verse 1 to 4, 
it says this, then, and this is a picture of heaven one day, the fulfillment of his plan. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. And on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and their, His name will be on their foreheads. We will see His face, just like Jacob, the place where Jacob saw God face to face. And His name will be on our foreheads, calling us His own, His chosen, His beloved, His called, His righteous. There's always a plan from the beginning. If you feel far from Him, if you feel distant from Him, know that He calls you His tonight. We are called to live for His name. Can we stand to our feet? And when Jesus teaches the disciples how to pray, He says, Our Father, hallowed be Your name. Your may, your, may your name be lifted high. He's calling us to respond as a church. Brett called us to response earlier. What is the response that you need to have tonight? What do you need to say no to? What do you need to say yes to? Is your life a reflection of His name? Is your finances a reflection of His name? Are your anxieties a reflection of His name? Trusting in Him and His goodness and His ways that He is sovereign. Are your relationships a reflection of His name? That you are trusting Him with your sexuality and with your future, with a spouse? Are your families a reflection of His name? that you trust that He is your provider, that He is your sustainer, that He has a plan and a purpose for your life and for generations to come? Are you trusting your life with His name? Because if you are trusting Him with eternity, you can trust Him with the year and now. And so with all eyes closed, going to ask you to respond and do something brave not for anyone else's sake not because of religion or because I'm even asking you to do this but because you want to respond to his name and his call on your life I'm going to ask you to come to the front right now get out of your seats come to the front to respond to him that you live for him and Him alone. Right now where you are, will you come to the front? Will you get out of your seats? If you're saying, I want to respond to the core of the gospel on your, on your life, I want to respond to His grace and His goodness, come to the front right now. Respond. There needs to be a response to our faith. There needs to be an action that we say we are going to live for Him. Otherwise, it's just words on a page. Otherwise, it's just principles that we live by and not the faith that is transforming our hearts from the inside out. And as we come to the front in response, 
I pray, God, that you will show us your pleasure and your goodness and your ways and your presence in this place. That we will know how glorious you are. We will know how good you are. We will know the overwhelming sense of your presence in this place. That you call us your own. That we are chosen. That we are called. That you have a plan and a purpose for us. That you sustain us. That you are our provider. That you are our God. That you are our Father that you are our grace, that you are our joy, you are our freedom, and that your names, you are Al Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. You are Al Elyon, the Most High God. You are Adonai, the Lord our Master. You are Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. You are Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner. You are Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. You are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. You are Jehovah Shema, the Lord that is there. You are Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. You are Jehovah Imkadesh, the Lord who sanctifies us. You are Al Alam, the everlasting God. You are Elohim, God. You are Kanaj, the jealous God. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who will provide. You are Jehovah Shalom, the Lord who is our peace. You are Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. You are Al Roy, God of seeing. You are Al Bagar, the mighty God. May we know your name and may we be known by your name. What an amazing, amazing word. If you would like to find out about what's happening in the life of the church, why don't you follow us on our social media, Instagram or Facebook, or you can go into our website, lifechanges.org.za. Thank you so much for watching that video. Be blessed.